you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. Happy Friday to you. Sitting right next to me is Kevin Robb, missionary extraordinaire, renaissance man. What's going on, Kevin? Hey, Doug, living the dream still, making broadcasts, enjoying God's Word. This is like sitting down in front of a uh, light therapy you know, situation where you're just opening the scripture and it's, it's, in fact, I had a guy tell me recently, evidently he thought he knew, uh, you know, based on data that literally looking at the word of God helps, you know, help. He says, a lot of times you'll see some of these old people that are in the word of God a lot and their face seems to literally shine. His contention was that it's just good for you. Yeah, I think he's right. You know, I had someone, it wasn't that long ago, I was standing in the un- undergarment section over at Belk, and this woman walked up to me and said, buy them, you know you need them anyway. <laughs> I'll come to buy them. You know, folks, that just doesn't happen to me too often. First time in 62 years, but anyway, or 61 and a half or whatever. But anyway, I, I looked back at her and she she was petrified. She thought I was her husband. And, uh, but you, you got to watch out what people say to you, man. But she had me freaked out. I mean, she immediately came right back and said, I am so sorry. I thought that you were my husband. And I said, you should buy your husband some undergarments. I don't know what to say, but I'm getting out of here man this is too much and uh so anyway so you know fourth grade christian school riddles all right mm. so kevin i mean he's on a roll today all right so he's yeah. got he's at 75 percent coming in here and uh and it says how did paul greet his friend so his I'm going to guess it was Timothy, maybe. But let's just say he said grace and peace. Uh, that's not funny, though. No, so what would be funny the there. I don't know. All right, folks. So what it is is give me phi lemon or phi lemon. I, I don't give know. Give me phi. Oh, my soul. You know, folks, these, these really aren't that funny. But if you're a fourth grader right now somewhere, there's a fourth grader at a Christian school that's laughing crazily. <laughs> Uh, September 11th, along with Kevin, September 11th through September 15th, you will find us located at Camp Joy, Wisconsin, in the greater area of Whitewater. So make sure you come on out. Call Mr. Moore today at Camp Joy. You get there at 5 o'clock on Monday. You wrap up on Friday morning. You want to be part of this camp. This is going to be a wonderful camp and workshop. As we continue to move forward this week, we've talked about avoidance. We've talked about fear as a characteristic of the day. We've talked about flashbacks. We just talked about nightmares. And for this Friday, one of the things that comes along is we start thinking a little bit slower, especially those people who've dealt with traumatic brain injuries and stuff. There's a major baseline shift in us. There's some things going on and boy, we fight it and we struggle. And, and folks, when I say we, I've got me, that thumb is pointed right back at me as my finger points out people who have gone through those things and folks you just got to trust God through those things you're going to have days like that you're going to have months like that you're going to have years like that but we trust God we think through things we cast all our care upon him we know that he cares for us we and uh, uh you know I sought the Lord we talked about that already Psalm 34 
for and he heard me and delivered me out of all his fears and and uh, you know through these things we go through through these trials and among them friends is when you have ptsd when you've been injured when you've gone through stuff your baseline changes a little bit and what i mean by that is you may not be the quick astute self you've once been it wasn't that long ago i think about three months ago i went in to see my neurologist because i've had a traumatic brain injury so there is an excuse for me i was in a helicopter accident but every year they look at my brain and look at the fluid around it look what's going on and she she does this uh, you know ct scan some people call it a cat scan of my brain and and boy they they look at everything and she says here i can tell you have ptsd and right here, you're, you know, your brain's working at about 90 something percent. And I, uh, percent. And I kind of jokingly said to her, I said, you know, doctor, I said, uh, uh, perhaps we could make it work at 70. I'd probably sleep better at night. <laughs> that bad boy just goes too fast. And she said, don't worry, that'll happen soon enough. But folks, all joking aside, we need to trust God through those things. And the book of Joel, it says in verse 225, and I will restore to you the year that locusts have eaten and uh, God's going to restore it. We trust in God. Let me tell you, there's another side, Kevin. We're going to the other side. So even if we don't speed up to where we were, even if things don't go exactly to the baseline we used to have, the other side's better. Mm, that's so true. You know, <clears throat> we do go through these unavoidable things. I'm, I just thought about a joke. Do I have permission to tell a show? Yeah, joke? brother, okay. I tell them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Most of the time, you guys don't recognize them, but I tell them. When we talk about losing mental ability, so there was a, a, a an American um, from New York. He said, man, I want you to make... So I'm German. An American said, man, I want you to make me into a German. So you know, He said that to a surgeon, to a brain surgeon. Could you make me just so I don't have to... You know, is there a surgical procedure I could come out just thinking like a German? And he said, we could do that, but we'll have to, after we put you under, remove half your brain. And he said, well, it's worth it. I'm telling you, I want to be a German. Now, remember, I'm German. So this is not a slam on Germans. And uh, But the thing is, Doug, when he came out of surgery, he came out not with a German uh, accent, but with a Connecticut accent. I'm sorry, he came out talking like Doug Carragher. So that was a joke on mental acuity, brother. So There's not much there for me, folks, so, I'll tell you that. <laughs> anyway, let me move on quickly. So that was that was a uh, uh, an adapt adaptation of actually slamming someone else. But um, no, the 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 whole point that I'm really honestly thinking is that there are times where someone goes through something. You know, a trauma that we experience makes us unable to 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 come to grips with something that happened i mean we want to forget it we wish it didn't happen we want to decode it we want to try to figure out whether it's you know something that can be erased or not and if we can't then sometimes we you know i just think that there's i've experienced it myself sometimes we kind of fog over that zone in my life and we just we just you know, we just don't think as clearly about it. I mean, it's a coping mechanism. We just are not going to think so clearly about that time of my life. I know I've talked to people that had traumatic times in their life, and this is what they said. They said, man, I've tuned out that whole time of my life. And I'll say, hey, do you remember we did this? They're like, man, I've tuned out that whole time in my life because of some traumatic thing. I was like, wow, 
Wow. So yeah, there are, there are times physically there's a TBI, traumatic brain injury, but you know, are, are there other times though that, you know, because of trauma, you, you know, you just, your brain is so weary of trying to decode something that it went through that it just, I, I know I've talked to people like that and I've had a little bit on my own part, uh, brother Doug, that you just, you kind of get foggy about something. Yeah. You know, in the movie Men in Black, right? And I don't usually go to the movie reference here, but they had this little pen-like machine and they'd point it to somebody and click on it and it would erase like the last 24 hours or the last couple days of their life. Whatever memories. Well, folks, we don't have that on this side. We have God. Yes. And, and God, when we get to heaven, he's going to wipe away our tears. We don't need that erasing pen uh, mm. that they have there on Men in Black. We have bigger than that. We have the holy God in heaven who's going to wipe away our tears, who's going to take care of us. And this side's hard. I'm not going to lie to you, you know. And it's harder if you're stupid is what John Wayne used to say. And, boy, if we're not careful, we can get stupid. And uh, especially when we're dealing with, with these things that we deal with because of trauma, because of life, because of things being upside down, we, we continue to move forward with the life of Christ. And uh, we see over here in John chapter 7, verse 37, through 43 in the last day that great day of the feast jesus stood and cried saying if any man thirst let him come on to me and drink he that believeth on me as the scripture had said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water but this spake he out of the spirit uh, which they that believe on him should receive for the holy ghost was not yet given because that jesus was not yet glorified many of the people therefore when they heard this saying said of a truth this is the prophet others said this is the christ but some said shall christ come out of galilee they said man that's the bad side of town mm. you know wouldn't christ come out of jerusalem wouldn't he wouldn't he be in jerusalem up on the sea wouldn't he be in a much better neighborhood wouldn't christ be in the nicest neighborhood wouldn't he be living next to all the cool people hath not scripture said that jesus cometh of the seed of david and out of the town of bethlehem where david was so there was a division among the people because of him, and some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. And boy, isn't that the way it goes? Jesus addresses the crowd the last day of the feast. He, he stands up and tells them, you know, if you're thirsty, I have something for you. I am your source of water, living water, of spiritual satisfaction, of things changing. I'm that source. I'm the guy who can take care of you. And uh, Jesus starts talking about the outpouring of the whole. I am so glad, mm. folks, we have the Holy Spirit of God today. And uh, hey, we're going to come right back, hang with us, and just a second we'll be back with you doug will return shortly meanwhile you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements
Now, this freaks out some of our brethren when Jesus is talking about, man, you get saved, you trust in me, you're going to get the Holy Spirit. Some people are saying, no, you got to be baptized, and all. you got to be slain, you got to be laying on the floor, bouncing around like a fool. No, you don't. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have everything you need, and the Holy Spirit of God Almighty moves into your heart. Yeah. That's just the reality. So, and, and then, Kevin, all of a sudden, they're starting to try and figure out, who is this guy? Is he a prophet? Is who he says he is? Is. And why aren't people laying hands on What's going on? And here we go. The same old diatribe, the same old thing going on again. But, man, those folks who believed in him, they had a promise. Yeah, yeah. You know, this. I'm so glad we're getting to this passage of Scripture. Um, it th- This... Jesus standing in the middle of the feast, <clears throat> you know, standing the last day he stood up. So it wasn't really the middle time wise, but he stood up kind of in the, in just, just, he stood up and started preaching. He said, uh, at the last day of the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So this scripture tells us that the spirit is typified by water. And I love that. So oil is one of the liquids that yeah. pictures the spirit, and water as well. And um, and 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 so, uh, long story short, it's been said by people that that know a lot more than me about the the history here, that the Feast of Tabernacles was the big feast of the year as far as a lot of stuff like events just a lot it was a festival feast festival um is what we would call it there was just daily events and they would put a huge pole or two up like some say 300 feet tall and and in preparation for it uh so uh, after the pole was put up a a young person would come and shimmy up to the top of the pole that's 300 feet massive it's like a a miniature skyscraper he's it's a tower and he's up there and he sets a lamp and so there's a light up there and um and then there was several pourings so one of the big deals of this feast was uh the i can't remember if it's the high priest or who would come and pour out and when he would pour out there would and i think they may have sung the songs of degrees but he would pour out and the people would shout something back after he poured out a pitcher of water and evidently it was in conjunction with this event that jesus after it was done after everyone's like yes 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 you know we're thank god for israel jesus stood and said let me just tell you something guys if you're thirsty let me come to me let me invite you to come to me and drink and um he talked about believing again as a scripture has said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water and the scripture does bear out that in the book of isaiah that um, there is this promise but our our Lord is asking people. He's telling people. He's preaching. He's he's interrupting everything. He says, "You see what just not took place? If you want this, if you're really looking for it, I am here. Behold me. Behold me. I am the one that's ready to pour out the Holy Spirit to you. you just like John chapter four, you can you can forget these symbols. You've got the genuine thing. You can leave your water pots and leave with the well. You will have what you've been." longing for i'm here right now looking at you Mm, man that's 
Wow. I hope we get to go back. You know, when I go to the Hall of Fame for the National Football League, you can walk up to these Hall of Famers and you can press a button next to them and it automatically shows you videos of their careers. You know, it shows you some of the... Wow. I hope that we get these flashbacks in heaven where we can see some of these things. You know, Jesus never misses a moment to be there at this feast and to... Say, yeah, we're talking about the water. These high priests are doing the water thing. They're walking around, wiping off the pictures, doing all the religious things. Folks, I did it. I grew up with sacraments and steps and wiping water off and mm -hmm. handing people drinks, putting wafers on people's tongues. When yep. I get an attitude problem, I lick my finger before I put it on the wafer <laughs> to drop it. I mean, it was like the most unsanitary thing you could ever. I, I mean, back in the oh, day, it was just so more messed up than a soup sandwich. Yeah. But I know a couple things. And, uh, you know, the, the discussion that goes on on these things over and over again, folks, these people around Christ, here they're sitting there saying, hey, is this the Christ? Is this not? I mean, there's an argument going on. There's a conversation going on. We want more from Christ. We, we want Christ to do this. We mm. want him to do that. And, uh, and, and, you know, nobody would lay hands on him. And I, you know what my thought is on that, Kevin? And I, I've, I've been given this the whole time you were talking, this was going through my mind. Again, people don't want to make the Pharisees mad. You yeah. know, and we see that in 2023, mm -hmm. we see that where people don't want to stand up at work and say, Hey, stop the cussing. I, I've mm -hmm. accepted Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, and I don't want to be part of this. I don't want to be part of the dirty jokes. I don't want the nasty posters hung up. I don't. I don't want uh, uh, you know this uh, this make believe pornography, this light pornography around me. I yep. wanna. I want to have a clean workplace. I want to have a godly workplace. You know, we sometimes forget that we serve a holy God. He's merciful. He loves us. He forgives our sin. I get all that. But you know what? We need to stand up for God, too. We don't need to sit around and say, I wonder if that was the Christ, and we just walked by. We say, of course it was the Christ. I can tell you about the day he saved me, and yeah. somewhere along the way, if there's a practical side of this, somewhere along the way, if we're going to do something with this, somewhere along the way, if we're going to make a difference for God in our communities, in our states, in our countries, and in the world, it begins with an acknowledgement that he is the Christ, and I serve him, Kevin. That's got to be in our lives. Yeah, yeah. When um, when these Christ rejecting Pharisees decided to make a move on Jesus, it in, in the earlier part, I want to call attention to verse thirty two. The Pharisees heard the people murmured, and they took advantage of a little bit of discontent in the crowd, and uh, it says they sent the the chief. The, uh, they, the Pharisees and chief priests sent officers to take him. And now it's at the end of this chapter, a lot of verses later, verse 45, then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said in him, w uh, the Pharisees said, why, why haven't you brought him? You know, here you are empty-handed. We sent you to go get him. And the officers answered, never man spake like this man. And, you know, <laughs> there's, a, there's a savior in these pages in front of us that, that just spoke in a way that stopped the arrest from taking place. And the only uh, recorded scriptures between the, the, the officers showing up and em returning empty-handed was when Jesus said, you shall seek me and find me, verse 34, where I am, there the ye shall not come. You know, his, his statement about um, eternity 
And then there was a statement about the Holy Spirit. If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. You know, just this whole after the pouring out of the pitcher, Jesus saying, you know, standing and just crying out. Just I don't know if this is the boldness that stopped these guys in their tracks. I don't know if it was his plea. You know, just what was it? But you can tell us, Doug, what you think. But there's something about the way this man spoke that the officers came back. Yes, everyone was intimidated, just like you said, by the Pharisees. But these officers were like, you know what? We cannot carry out this directive, sir. It is you, you. We've never met anybody like this. Yeah, and boy, I'll tell you, some people have a soft spirit. I think there are some people that are unsaved that are open to God. They're open to the things of God. They're just ignorant of the things of God. I believe they're everywhere, and I believe there's a group of people that are so brainwashed. That, you know, indecision, as Kevin said yesterday on the broadcast, is a decision. And there are some people that have just not... Uh, there, there's no way they're going to make a decision. They're brainwashed. They're steeped in religion. They're steeped in steps. They're, they're steeped in papal authority. They're steeped in what man has to say. I've been there. That was me. And when you're that guy or that gal, you think you're all right. And you, you miss things. But then there's some people around whose hearts are open. They're just trying to figure out, is this God? Is this not? And they say, there's something different there. There's something different because they're not steeped in these pharisaical lies, these evil lies. Hey, we sure do love you folks. We know it's Friday. Would you do me a favor? Would you go out today and wear a smile that only God can give you? Mm. We want to see you guys at Camp Joy. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.